It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Where do the Auburn Tigers stand with their leading quarterback target, Brock Glenn? We tell you on today's Locked On Auburn. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm, and I am, I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. We're talking Cruton, 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 all things Auburn recruiting on today's show, including quarterback targets, transfer wide receivers, high school offensive tackles, and more. We're joined, as we are every week, by John Garcia, the recruiting expert over at Sports Illustrated and our Locked On Recruiting Insider. We always got to start with quarterbacks, John, and you got to sit down with one that Auburn fans should be really keeping a close eye on, Brock Glenn. You had a one-on-one conversation with him. How'd that go? Well, first, I needed to confirm his real first name, uh, which is Auburn. How funny. Yeah, there's there's already Auburn ties all over uh, Brock Glenn's recruitment at this point uh his grandfather is is a graduate from there and he had a couple other family members attend the school as well so interesting in in that alone but um great kid first of all uh incredibly articulate uh and considerate a very grounded type of quarterback a guy that becomes instantly easy to root for when you talk to him and which isn't always the case uh so we're certainly keeping a bit of a closer eye on brock glenn than some others uh but he's also a red hot quarterback recruit you know he's also one zach that every time you you refresh twitter or or log in you're like hey what's new and he's like hey another school's reached out um auburn uh, was on the forefront of that uh, right. Jumping into the mix uh, early this spring, they've been up to see him. He's been down to see Auburn, uh, and it looks like an official visit to Auburn is in the works as well. They're still trying to lock in a date uh, for that trip, uh, but there's no doubt that there's a ton of mutual interest between both parties, and that's obviously really important for the Tigers because, look, you've, you've got an ongoing quarterback battle, which I'm sure you've talked about at, at oh, yeah. nausea sure. uh, at this point. Uh, which means you look one's one guy's going to win uh, and then up the other two, you don't know. Uh, and then beyond them, you've, you've got another young quarterback uh, in Holden Garner. So there's a lot of question marks at the depth of this room beyond 2022. So you need to hit on one of these 2023 quarterbacks. And right now I think Brock Glenn is, is maybe the best bet for Auburn. Now, of course, He's not alone uh, in, in in terms of, uh, you know, being courted by other schools. TCU's in there. They'll get a visit this weekend for an official. It will right. be his first official. So we, we know he's going to take that trip. He'll see Auburn officially. And then some others are up in the air, right? Uh, Mississippi State's involved. Obviously, Air Raid, we all know what they do at the quarterback position. Texas A&M is kind of the new school in the mix uh, to, to where they have had consistent conversations. Most ha- scholars Have they offered free. yet? No offer yet. Okay. So I do think that that keeps, you know, other schools feeling a little bit better about it. And AM had a quarterback committed for a long time, Eli Holstein. He decommitted about a month and a half ago, and right. they've been 
casting a wide net. They have offered Dante Moore. They got him on campus. Uh, they offered Jaden Rashada. He's setting up an official visit to AM. And now Brock Glenn appears to be that third new quarterback that they're trying to get in the mix for, but no offer yet. So I do yeah. think that's something important to mention uh, in this conversation. Uh, Missouri was involved at one point, but they recently got a quarterback uh, verbally committed. So that's good news on the Auburn front. Um, and look, you know, Brock has been really clear in what he wants. He obviously wants to check out these campuses and see what they have to offer, see if it feels comfortable, if it feels like home. Uh, but he also wants to get this thing kind of wrapped up, you know, and that was a big takeaway from our conversation. Brock wants to be committed if possible before uh, the season begins. Really, he wants to be committed before the month of June ends, uh, which is wow. even more interesting. He wants to go to the Elite 11 finals where he did punch his ticket on Sunday with a fantastic performance. You could watch the video on SI.com uh, or on Auburn Daily, of course. That's right. And, uh, you know, he wants to go to that event like representing one school, which is cool. I yeah. mean, that's great for us uh, in the media, uh, certainly. But, you know, that, that means that these officials are going to come hot and heavy. Like I said, TCU's first. You expect uh, the others to be in late May or early June in order for him to be able to take in those campuses before making that decision, presumably in the middle or the end of June before the finals kick off uh, June 28th. So that's kind of the unofficial uh, commitment window, if you will, sure. for Brock. So just really interesting overall prospect, emerging quarterback recruit, and that always brings a lot of interest in headlines, and, and he's one that has uh, taken that in stride. So you asked him – I thought this was a great question. You kind of asked what his strategy was for official visits. Of course, as a recruit, you only get five. And he talked about using four official visits and kind of having that last one as an emergency if somebody surges late and he needs to check them out last second kind of thing, which is smart. I think it's a good approach. So we know TCU has one of them. He mentioned that Auburn should expect one. Who are the other two you think get official visits from Brocklin? I think Mississippi State will get one. Uh, so I think that'll be three. Sure. And then it, it kind of, the the emergency one, the holding one, that feels like A&M to me. That yeah. feels like, hey, in case they offer, I do want to go out and, and see College Station. But you also respect Brock for saying it without saying it in like, hey, like I need that offer before I'm going to take one of these five official visits to your school. So I do think that was something that was probably, um, you know, a smart strategic play. Uh, from Brock. Um, so maybe that one comes later, you know, if, if he's not ready to commit by, by the end of June. Um, but, but look, you know, I, I think the Rashada kid, we mentioned that AM's in it for, he's committing June 18th. He just announced that this week. Okay. Uh, so that kind of gives a 10 day window. If AM feels like they're in it and then they don't receive Rashada's commitment, which is probably what I would forecast at this point. I think Oregon, Ole Miss, LSU are, are right in it, Miami too. Um, then maybe, uh, that that pushes AM to offer Glenn and he takes the visit. And then you've got a true, um, you know, heavyweight SEC West kind of battle yeah. brewing between those three schools and, and, and sprinkle in TCU, which will get the first impression. I will say that uh, he's a kid where faith is certainly uh, at the forefront of his life and, and he's utilizing that in recruiting as well. So you do wonder, you know, it makes sense, obviously in SEC country, I, I think that will be reflected, but sure. TCU has got it in the name, right? I mean, it's a little bit more mm -hmm. uh, foundational at that program. So I wouldn't count out the Horn Frogs in general and their, you know, their new offense or their new coach and Sonny Dykes is going to throw the ball. So those are things 
that we can kind of infer uh, in that part of the process. So I don't think there's a favorite um, right now. So I do think these visits are critical. So if you're an Auburn fan, you're just locked into, hey, when is he going to take that official? You know, he has been there. He he does like it. And obviously there's a lot of family ties and familiarity. Uh, So I do think Auburn's going to stay one or two in this race all the way through, even if they don't win it. Sure. Um, But you still want that official visit. It's 48 hours on campus. It's intimate. Uh, He might be the only official visitor that weekend. I could see that being a nice play. Uh, from Brian Harson and company, because you got to sell it. You really got to sell this thing. He's a smart kid yep. uh, who can take in a lot. So I think you hit the whiteboard with him and you draw plays. I mean, I think you go all in when you get him on campus for an official. And those are just some of the things you can't do during an unofficial visit where you might get 30 minutes or an hour with the coaching staff as opposed to two whole days, especially if there's not a whole lot else going on. John, you mentioned Mississippi State in this conversation less than I thought you would. And I only heard the audio side of of the conversation that you had with Brock, but it sounded like he lit up a little bit when he talked about Mississippi State. Am I reading too much into that? But, I mean, he's, he seemed excited to talk about Mississippi State and the relationships that he had there. Yeah, I think that's why he's going to take an official okay. um, you know, to start well before all is said and done. And look, I mean, if you like throwing the ball, I mean, that's – you're going to throw, throw the there ball as much there. as anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, you know, you could understand, you know, most quarterbacks when they, they get that nod, uh, it, it does hit a little bit differently. Um, but I do think that there's, there's more work to be done on Mississippi state side. And I think that official will be just as critical uh, for Mike Leach and company because they don't have a quarterback locked in for this class of 2023. So Brock has become one of those guys, one of those prospects out of uh, the state of Tennessee where you know, he's going to dip down into SEC country most likely. Uh, yeah. So I do think they're absolutely in it. I don't want to sell MSU short. I just think there's more familiarity uh, with Auburn. And TCU's got the trip already set up. And AM is in his top group unofficially without having offered. So I think that yeah. says a lot uh, in, in terms of the Aggie angle potentially. So uh, that's all. I was just trying to kind of put it into that perspective. I understand. But, uh, yeah, but look, they're in it. I, I don't want to, you know. Right. Sell it otherwise. You know, MSU is absolutely in that conversation. And, I'm gonna put, and again, I can see it shaping up to a true SEC West battle a month from now where it's like Auburn is the most familiar school and maybe set the bar and yeah. and State and AM are trying to push against that. I could see that being uh, kind of how this thing shakes out for Brock Glenn. But, uh, he, you know, who knows? He could have another offer, you know, tomorrow by the time we're. Oh, we're I'm sure done, he will. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm sure he will. It. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting. He's, he's definitely saving some trips. Sure. No, I, I think he's handling it really smart. Good on him. Can I put you on the spot, John? Is that okay? Absolutely. Let's do it. Where's he going? He had to pick right now as we record this Wednesday afternoon on May 18th. Where, oh, where is man. Brock Glenn? Where does, where does he commit to? I honestly, this is not just because we're on here, but I, I think it's Auburn. Okay. I think that he's already got that familiarity. I think the OV will push that further. Yeah. Um, curious to see who he brings. Um, you know, but when he takes these trips, I think that's the next one he sets. Um, you know, Virginia is kind of another school that that he talked about a little bit. Um, but that's that to me, that's a harder sell, right? Brand new coaching staff that we don't know what Tony Elliott and company will bring. So the difference on that visit, if he does take it, is like this is what we want to do. I think he already knows that at Auburn. He already knows that at Mississippi State. Right. Um, so that's why I feel like the SEC West is a little bit more uh, you know, 
likely for him. And and look, I could see it coming down to Auburn and, and, and Mississippi State. You know, I could absolutely see that. Sure. But he also he's not this gunslinger either. So there's a little part of me that that likes the Auburn fit a little bit better than MSU's. He's not a kid who threw it for a ton in high school, just in mm-hmm. terms of volume. I think he only had like 160 pass attempts last year. Uh, that's that's not anything compared to what he would theoretically do at, at Mississippi State. You could sure. always expand that and build towards that. Look, he's a big physical kid, good athlete as well, by the way. Um, but I think the fit on the field also works a little bit better at Auburn. But but like we just said, though, Zach, I mean, I, I'd pick Auburn today, but I do think twists and turns remain. You know, that AM offer or even potential offer absolutely has his attention, and that's something that I'm interested in. Sure, absolutely. All right, let's jump into – Offensive tackles. Yes, if you're watching or listening, you are an Auburn fan that knows the recruiting woes that have happened throughout the offensive line. Maybe there's an answer to fix that. We talk about that potential option in just a moment, but I got to tell you about our partners at Bet Online. They continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. If you've been following the NBA playoffs, you know that that is absolutely crazy, but if you have... Uh, I, I know if you think the Heat can go on a run and win it all, you can get really, really good odds right now at Bet Online. So be sure to check that out. And of course, it's not just basketball. You can get, you can get futures for the NFL season for college football. Um, there's a major happening in golf with the PGA this uh, this weekend as well. You can head over to Bet Online and check out all the action. Bet Online, where the game starts. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one-selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. John Garcia, our guest today. Let's talk about Wilkin Formby, this four-star offensive tackle. He's from Tuscaloosa, but he's got, it appears that there's three schools that have kind of separated themselves, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like Alabama, Auburn, and Ole Miss are the schools fighting for this kid. What do we know about him? Yeah, another SEC West battle, because why not? Uh, This is an interesting offensive lineman who has really emerged as the premier tackle in the state of Alabama, uh, which is a big deal because Stan Ramil at Thompson High School is another that has climbed the offer list. You know, Clemson just offered him. Uh, he's been to Auburn a bunch as well. So those two are going to be heavyweight battles uh, for Auburn because you mentioned it, Zach. I mean, they got to hit on the offensive tackle position. I think Formby is a little bit further in his um evolution as a football player than than Stanton who's a little bit more raw Uh, and I think that's what has so many programs excited about him Uh, and I do envision it the same way you do Bama obviously being the the local school the hometown schools absolutely in it he's coached by a former Alabama player as well but Auburn is in there as well and and Ole Miss already hosted him for a visit now or an official visit I should say he's visited all these schools multiple times unofficially so it depends on how you look on that Ole Miss visit right is this a detriment kind Mm -hmm. of having an official visit that's now a month old um or did the bar get set so high that you know alabama and auburn are now chasing for a a tuscaloosa kid which sounds crazy as i say it um 
you just you just know the Iron Bowl schools are going to factor in before this thing's all said and done. I'm not sure if he's set all of his visits yet. I think Tennessee's trying to get one. You know, I know uh, Auburn and Bama uh, should get one before all is said and done. I, I think here. I saw that he's getting an official to Auburn on June 17th. I think is okay. what I saw. Good. Okay. So yeah, we knew it was it was being close or close mm-hmm. to being set up. Uh, whether or not it had already gone public, sure. So that's good news. Um, you know, because he's taken multiple unofficials, uh, down to the plane. So I right. do think that's a great sign for Auburn staying in the thick of this thing. There is no doubt that between the three programs, Auburn needs offensive tackles the most. Gosh. Um, I, I spoke to an SEC coach who is recruiting him. So I'm obviously, you know, keeping that on the low okay. that said, look, this, this kid could be a top five OT in the country. And this is a good year wow. at that position. You know, I like kids all over the country and the stock up vibes around form B are really strong at this point. I think he had a great junior season, but it appears like, and I didn't go by Northridge when I was up in, in Bama this week. It appears like everyone who's stopping by to see him, which includes these three schools, sure. is like, we liked him on tape, but we like him more in person. And that is a great indication of a trajectory for an offensive tackle. Uh, so balanced kid, very comfortable in pass blocking. Like most high school offensive linemen, uh, very good run blocker, elite at the point of attack. Um, so there's a lot to like on the field, but that opinion kind of universally, Zach, is increasing. So I think that puts more pressure on the in-state schools to keep him home. It will never be easy with a Tuscaloosa prospect, but, you know, hey, it worked out with Seth Williams, and you know, and, and yeah. that was something that it was structured that way. Like he wanted to get out of that, you know, as a part of his recruitment. I'm not saying it's the same deal with Formby, but – it's not impossible either, as I guess. And Alabama wanted Seth Williams. You know, that's yeah, absolutely you know, Auburn, yeah, Auburn won that yeah. battle for sure. Um, but right. it, I mean, John, this seems like a similar situation to what we were talking about a few weeks ago when Auburn having a, a, a decent chance to flip Jaleel Her, uh, Hurley from, uh, from Alabama. And it's like if Brian Harris can go into Tuscaloosa and get a four star offensive tackle, I mean, you just talk about winning over the fan base. I mean, what a big deal that would be. Yeah, I think that'd be bigger than than flipping Hurley in my mind. Wow, because okay. it's it's. I mean, Hurley's ranked higher and, and very good, and it still might happen. Sure, but I think with Formby, it's such a need for Auburn. Um, look, Auburn's secondary is in really good shape right now. Um, this is probably that corner group is probably the what the deepest group on the team. Without knowing as much as you do, I feel really good about it. It's up there, um, yeah. yeah. So. So Hurley would be a nice addition to that, and he would certainly play and factor in down the line, et cetera. But Formby is like, hey, you can go potentially play as a true freshman at Auburn against your hometown school. The fact that he is in Tuscaloosa, I think, just butters that bread even more. Uh, and, and this is one that Bama really wants, too. Um, so I do think that that – that would be optically as about as good as it could get for Auburn right now. As far as far as we can currently, uh, you know, look at this class of 2023. Flipping a rival recruit is always great, but pulling him from that school's hometown when they want him, I think, would feel even greater because it's an offensive tackle and because, like I said, everyone's opinion of this kid has really skyrocketed in the last 12 months. Yeah. Uh, so I think down the line. 
that will look uh, just as good um, if and when he makes a, a verbal commitment. So, yeah, this is a huge – it's not a must-get for Auburn because it's, it's hard to say that for a kid from Tuscaloosa, but this is close to a must-get. They have to – to me, they have to win one of these two in-state uh, offensive tackle battles between Formby and Ramil. Yeah. Uh, I think they're higher on the board for Formby. Uh, and I think Auburn is higher on Formby than Ramil, like we are too. So I think he's he's certainly a spotlight recruit. Um, and now that that official visit is set, I think things are headed uh, in the right direction for the Tigers. And, and Will Friend is one that he's spoken incredibly high of uh, right. multiple times uh, in the last few months as well. So now more time with him, more time with that vision, and and more time with a room of offensive tackles that are on the way out. And, and that's one – uh, a good selling point just in terms of the ability to play early, but two, it's good because those guys are experienced. They've been around forever. It seems like, right. uh, so they'll have every in and out uh, of, of the Auburn program under the current regime and, and where the direction of, of the offense is headed, which I think is invaluable in, in yeah. trying to sell the next generation of, of prospect on where you want to go. It'd be a huge deal. There's no question about it. All right. If you're an Auburn fan, you're interested in, Transfer wide receivers. We talk on that in just a moment, but got to tell you about our friends at Built Bar. Look, Built Bar has put out these new birthday cake puffs. They are delicious. My box is almost empty, so I'm about to have to eat the one that I'm holding for as a as a prop here during the recording. But I mean, it's, imagine dipping your finger in the plastic tub of birthday cake uh, frosting, and then you eat it, and it's like, oh, this isn't that bad for me. It's not bad at all. It's got a ton of protein. It's very low in calories. It's low in sugar. How is this even possible? I don't know. I may ask the question, but it really doesn't matter because Built Bar, they figured it out. And they've got a ton of different flavors that are all great, um, just like the birthday cake. I saw that a brownie chunk is back. I got an email about that a few days ago. So be sure to check out all these different flavors over at Built.com. And you can use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off. That is at Built.com. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. We got a few minutes left with John Garcia of Sports Illustrated, and there's two quick guys I just want to touch on and get your thoughts on before we wrap up. Deion Smith, the transfer wide receiver from LSU. I'm going to be honest, John, I can't find a whole lot about this guy. Um, yeah. But several folks, uh, three or four folks in the Locked On Auburn Discord have been asking for thoughts on him for uh, for a few weeks now. And so I just kind of wanted to make sure that those guys know that uh, that I'm reading those comments. And so what do we what do we know, if anything, about Deion Smith, the wide receiver in the transfer portal? 
Well, yeah, Zach. I mean, had had a nice uh, debut uh, at LSU uh, a couple of years ago, uh, and has, has hit the portal a long time ago. And there hadn't been a whole lot of traction. There was initially a lot of SEC vibes. We heard sure. Auburn, we heard Ole Miss, we heard Florida. Uh, you know, three programs that are replacing a lot at the wide receiver position due yeah. to attrition, etc. Uh, so I do think those schools somewhat remain in play, but it's been very quiet of late. You know, we did confirm that he's still in the portal, uh, got that confirmation earlier today. Uh, and we did confirm that there is still interest from multiple teams in the SEC, but there's some off the field stuff that has to be cleared first. I think we get, you know, in the transfer portal, we're like, okay, he's available. Let's go get him and let's go through right now. But there's a lot of uh, T's that have to be crossed and I's that have to be dotted when sure. it comes to academics, logistics, other things uh, that I think are still at play uh, with Deion Smith. Now, to my awareness, the semester has ended at LSU. So those answers should be a little bit closer to arriving mm -hmm. for some of these programs. Um, but it tells you a lot that they're still making those calls, right? It tells you a lot that they're still very interested in general. And, and again, we just talked about it with offensive tackle. When you talk about selling a need, I mean, it's those two spots, right? It's offensive line and wide receiver at Auburn. Obviously, they've already gone into the portal to bring in wide receiver talent with, with Zaylen Warsham. Uh, but you, you can always use a little bit more, uh, especially yeah. as, as you go into uh, the 2022 season with little, I would say, explosive experience on right. the roster. And that's something we know Dion can provide. Uh, so I do think he's whenever everything's clear, he is going to have a lot of schools continuing to reciprocate that interest and say, Hey, we still got a spot for you to come when, when fall camp begins, assuming those hurdles are cleared. Uh, and I think Auburn's going to be right in the thick of that if, and when uh, that happens. So, yeah, I mean, it, there's not a lot in terms of visits. We haven't really heard anything recently surrounding Dion's name. Right. Um, but I do think that can and will change in the coming weeks and months as, as all those things uh, have a little bit more clarity behind them. Sure. Uh, and last story that I want to get your thoughts on Roderick Robinson, the, the running back you and I talked about last week, He's, his recruitment seems very fluid. He put out a top nine, which Auburn and some other schools weren't in that top nine. Then he put out a top six and it was like different schools that were in the top nine. So, I mean, he's, he's constantly listening to what schools have to offer, which is great. Um, he just got offered by Georgia this week. How do you think that plays into anything? Yeah, I, I was connecting with the Georgia source this morning and I was curious. I was surprised, honestly, not because Robinson isn't great. Uh, and look, he's got ties to the South, all of that. Sure. Um, but Georgia's, you know, probably going to get Justice Haynes in state legacy, all that stuff. Right. Most people assume that he's going to Georgia. And then they're also in it for like the best backs in the country, Ruben Owens, Richard Young. Uh, so there's a little bit of curiosity surrounding that. Like, wait, is Georgia either slipping for one of those or could they maybe be taking two or three backs in this cycle? And that's something that I think could be interesting from a business decision standpoint for whoever backs two and three are in that conversation. Doesn't always work out well when, when that's the plan. So it could be fluid also, right? Because it's, it's only mid-May at sure. this point, but certainly – Robinson's stock is another that's certainly on the rise. He's got a top group that obviously didn't have Georgia in it. Now they've offered. So you wonder if he'll set up a visit. He uh, did take his first official over the weekend to UCLA. Reviews are very positive after that, but they're you know always positive after visits, certainly official visits. Sure. And then the other school that he's been almost 
penciled into to a degree was Oregon, right? Yeah. There's a bit of a pipeline from his high school to that high school. Um, but now Oregon is, you know, trending up on the trail with multiple running backs, and they just got a commitment at the position from Dante Dowdle out of the state of Mississippi. So now, same thing with Georgia. You're like, wait, is there is there room and or what's the plan and how does that affect uh, a kid like Robinson making a decision? So very interesting. I, yeah. I wonder if he'll shuffle up his visits. He's another one that wants to make a summer decision. So I do think that will be interesting to see, uh, you know, when he does finalize and lock in more of the plan. Some of the other schools in it, you know, Auburn, obviously, where he visited yeah. a ton of time with Cadillac Williams. He, he again, he's from South Carolina originally, so he understands the SEC appeal. I do think that's a big deal in this recruitment. So Auburn and Tennessee fans should be positive at this point. But obviously, when the national champs come in with that running back pedigree, it could and probably should shake things up, at least in terms of taking a visit, because he when he made his SEC swing, it was Auburn and Tennessee. I don't believe he stopped in at Georgia. So wondering how that could materialize, but logistically not an easy thing to set up later rather than sooner. Cause you know, he's a kid from San Diego uh, right now. So it's hard to, to set those things up to a degree. So you wonder if behind the scenes, there's some shuffling potentially going on. Uh, but either way, I think Auburn and Tennessee are going to stay right in the thick of that race. Um, I think Oregon is going to stay in there as well. But again, Oregon and Georgia, you wonder uh, how their recent uh, momentum at the running back position could potentially hurt them with a kid like like Roderick Robinson. So something to keep an eye on for sure. John Garcia, how can people find you, hear you, read all your stuff? Tell us. SI.com slash college. Real simple. Easy as that. Easy as that. Thank you so much, John. We will talk to you again next week. This has been... Locked on Auburn. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.